Hi, I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Noor Menninger. Immigrating to Israel is not easy. Alongside mastering Hebrew, finding a job, and making friends, one of the biggest challenges is simply to integrate, to find your place, to feel like a local. If you're an artist immigrating here, it can be even more difficult. If language is not your medium, art is certainly always a cultural thing, and the divide can easily become a chasm. Nonetheless, Tel Aviv has become a vibrant, multinational city, and it seems that English speakers are thriving here. Even if you're an Israeli English speaker, so long as you're present on social media, you can't escape the stream of immigrant-produced content emanating from Israel. And at the top of that chart, sitting comfortably on her throne, is Rennie Grinchpan, the benevolent queen. Rennie Grinchpan is an actor, creator, and a model who made Aliyah almost four years ago. Since then, she's been scorching Israel's Facebook feed with hilarious viral videos, mainly as part of the Israeliot group, making her one of the most known and influential local internet stars. Rennie graduated the Columbia School of Journalism. She's created videos for the Jewish Daily Forward and the Tross Creative House. Rennie Grinchpan is here with us today to answer the age-old question, chocolate or vanilla? Also, will there be peace in the Middle East? This episode is brought to you by Roadmap Jerusalem. Roadmap Jerusalem is a great new documentary. What does Jerusalem mean to you? That's the question that led Rabbi Nolan Leibovitz to make this uh, documentary. And, you know, a lot of people have different answers to that. Some people think it's home. Some people think it's the heart of the Jewish people. Jerusalem means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And Rabbi Nolan Leibovitz with Roadmap Jerusalem really studies this question. RoadmapJerusalem.com. Guys, visit the website. You can download the movie or buy the DVD. www.RoadmapJerusalem.com. You can also stream it on Amazon if you're in the United States. So, guys, check out this documentary. It's a must-see. This podcast is made in cooperation with the Jewish Journal, www.jewishjournal.com. First of all, that introduction? But damn. Oh my God, I feel (laughs) so special. Amazing. I wrote it. Wow, thank you. I edited it. I edited it. it. No, thank you to both of you. He missed missed an apostrophe, I'm just going to say, and (laughs) I added it. True, true. It always happens. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so seriously though, chocolate or vanilla? Yeah, chocolate every day. Chocolate every day? Every day, man. But specifically dark chocolate. Dark? Definitely end the episode right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I don't think this is like a serious, come on. No, it's a serious question. This is what we ask. And people seriously choose vanilla? Members of Knesset have sat in your seat, and they've answered this question. If they answer it wrongly, we kick them out. And they've answered vanilla. They've all answered vanilla. Yeah, it's... Oh, my God, they're all crazy. <laughs> no, I don't understand that. They've not, None of them have been asked. That was a lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you came from Canada. Mm-hmm. So, what did you do in your previous life? Oh, my God. I feel like I've had so many previous lives. It's really cool. I... Uh, I grew up in toronto and i went to an all-girls private anglican school with a fucking uniform yeah (laughs) you wear like plaid skirts i wore a tunic which is actually like the unattractive version of the school girl uniform it's like not the cute hot slutty skirt it's the saggy 
stomach. Ah, okay. From, yeah, from yeah, yeah. Over the strap. You, you kind of, it's belted. I don't know. You say tunic, I pictured toga, but I feel like that's off. It's just unattractive, is what it is. Okay. But it it's was, a religious school? I don't get it. It was an Anglican school, but it was very Harry Potter esque in that there were four houses. And <laughs> I was, a, and I was a house head. The house of you Grinch were in Sly- Slytherin. No, I was <laughs> I was head of Windsor House. Okay, <laughs> and we won House Cup when I was what, the like, house head. Quidditch, like you played, like what? What, do you, what does House Cup consist of? We had basically the school is divided into four houses, which is like four teams. Okay, and we all have like friendly competitions, and it's just like a way to create like healthy competition throughout the school. I don't know. It was. Basically, like where I learned how to thrive, though, and be myself, because my role there was essentially like a spirit leader. Wow. And I I got to dress up in like, in you know, my house color was purple and I would throw like all these crazy purple things over my uniform every day and just run through the halls of my high school screaming like, Windsor House, like we are the best. And are you sure this was high school and not like a cult? (laughs) <laughs> exactly i had like most people who hear crazy. this is like what the fuck like, yeah. like, no but the truth is most high schools like that high school is kind of a jungle i mean it's like it's amazing that they let all these teenagers exist in a common space and do things like independently but it's, it's like we should all in be the states, you don't have this right what different like houses dormi- yeah. we don't have houses it's a canadian no. british but- occupied I think it's a British thing. thing. Yeah, mostly yeah. a British thing. But I'm sure there are lots of like private schools in America that have that too. No, I don't know. So I went you... to a private school. We didn't have houses. Did you swear oath to the queen every morning? No, 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 no. God forbid. No. But <laughs> <laughs> even though the queen is technically, Canada still technically has like the British queen for our queen, which is like so sad and pathetic. <laughs> but then again, you also have Justin Trudeau. So that's like... That's comforting. Oh, my God. Right? Don't get me started on this amazing man. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. <laughs> of course. All Canada loves him. Yeah. But um, wait. Um, so what? Why, I, I want to ask, like, why you came to Israel or what brought you. Okay, okay. But I feel so, like after that explanation, I don't need to ask. No, no. You do need to ask. Okay. So, okay. Uh, you know what? I'll speed everything up because I lingered too long on the high school just because I think it's such a fun tidbit because it's so out of this world. But... <laughs> My dad is Israeli. I grew up visiting here my whole life. Every summer coming to visit my cousins and my uncle and aunt and all their kids who are one of whom is my age and we're very close. Um, And then I, you know, uh, at age of 18, I went to NYU. I moved to New York Mm -hmm. for college. And wait, so did we get that wrong? You didn't go to or Columbia. I did part go to of... Columbia. I have two degrees. Oh my god! I know. Holy shit! You didn't write it in your bio at the the website. I I know. Into. I know. It's your <laughs> fault. Basically. No, or it's like wiggling in his chair, like nervous, like he got her. He's like, that was your fault. It's because <laughs> it's because it's actually kind of silly that I have two degrees. I'm not like walking around telling everybody that because. I make stupid videos for a living. Like it's kind of pathetic that I have two degrees <laughs> and I don't use them. Yeah. Uh, um, but maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's how you use them to make stupid. Is one of them in stupid video making? One of the Columbia degree was in video journalism. So I learned stupid how video to, making. Yeah. that sounds like stupid video making to me. Kind of, kind of <laughs> so actually. What was the other degree in history. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, history and journalism. And now I'm a YouTuber. It wow. makes so much sense. 
So, okay, so you studied history first and journalism, and then you realize is one a master's or are they yeah, both? Journalism was a master's. Okay. And then, and but before I started school there, you know, I came to visit Israel. I had a big breakup with my college boyfriend, and I oh, came no. to visit Israel. And I was like on the prowl, like for Israeli men, but like just for fun, you know, I was like, was Tinder a thing by then? No, no, no. What I, year is this? This is 2013. Okay. Okay. You make your own Tinder. Yeah. In the streets. Wow. Can you believe that 2013, there was no Tinder? It was only five years ago. That's pretty insane. When did Tinder start? Two years ago? No, like three or... Oh my god Three or four What did the world look like Before Tinder It's so weird A to think desolate about desolate wasteland So yeah. how did you go about then So my first night here I met up with all my girlfriends Who's basically my cousin And all of her friends And one of them brought My now husband Really The first <laughs> night You were My first here? night that I was here Oh my god And he wow. was like Down to business He was like Hello I am Hadar let's be together let's go out <laughs> and i was like i'm drunkenly like i'm looking for khatikhim you know like i don't you know i don't know who you are he's like what about me like he got so insulted i'm like no it's not about you it's just i wasn't thinking of a of a boyfriend at all because i was just got out of a relationship and then he just wooed me i don't know he like how With, he, like... he was so sneaky like he, he, you know what he did? That's not usually how you describe wooing, but okay. <laughs> how did he woo you? Do you know what he did, which what was epic? Rona, listen to this. We have an audience, by the way. Yes. Uh, Rona. Hello. She's a very good friend of mine and a freaking editor for all the Israeli Up videos. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. The best she edited my film, too. No, yeah. Not all of them. Okay. Best. Rona's the best. Asterix, so, how did you, how did, how did he sneak? Okay. So, he. Basically, like, he kept contacting my friend Sapir, who's the mutual friend who brought him. He was like, what are you doing? Where are you going? What's hanging out? Let's hang out. And Sapir was like, Rennie is mine. Back off. Like, we hadn't seen each other in a long time. We were having, like, you know, girl times. Mm -hmm. And then um, he just, like, came over one night and passed out on my couch. And when we woke up in the morning, Sapir had, to, had, had left to go to uh, work. Uh-huh. And he was there and he told me that he had a free day that day and let's go grocery shopping and make breakfast. And I found out later that he had a full day of classes and that he also had, he like pretended that he had accidentally passed out there, but he had a toothbrush with him. Like, he, <laughs> he just had planned everything. Like he's. Wait, I don't understand. He knew before he came and that night. That he like was he was going, going to sleep over and he was going to miss class the next day and he was going to like spend the time with and me. you were not creeped out by this honestly I love that that's like, amazing it made me feel so special and yeah. and by the way I didn't find out about any of that until later actually yeah which only made it like better because I was like oh my god he really cared from the beginning <laughs> after the Stockholm syndrome kicked <laughs> in <laughs> you were like oh that's so sweet I'll tell you what it is I'm a very flaky person yeah I need somebody to say to me like hey you and me it's happening yeah otherwise you're like all over the Otherwise, place I'm like wait a minute Disney oh my god Harry Potter's out what's happening <laughs> girlfriends Ugh. wow yeah Disney has always been an <laughs> obstacle <A> distraction. Yeah. <laughs> in, in relationships 
Disney. Wait a second, Disney. <laughs> I need I need Disney and then we can get down to You're getting sidetracked, yeah. you know. Okay, so so you So you're did, visiting basically. Yeah. Exactly. And I was And you meet him. And I met him and then we did a year long distance when oh I went my to God. when I went to Columbia. And then I came back and we moved in together right when I graduated. And the crazy, like, oh my God, no. Wow, what a crazy time to think of. Because, like, we were in torture that whole time. And then it's so funny. Like, as soon as you end long distance, you're like, that never happened. Yeah. It just, like, clicks. Yeah. That's crazy. Wait, how long were you guys in long distance for? A year. And I think it worked because we had the uh, the end date. Ah, uh, okay. You know, it was like... It wasn't I, indefinite. Exactly. I graduate then and I will come right to Israel. Yeah, yeah because long distance is basically <laughs> my nightmare. Yeah, no. Nobody wants that. But I think the key to it is having an end date. If you're mm-hmm. just long distance and it's open-ended and you have no idea when you're going to be together, like, fuck that. Right. Did yeah, I swear? No. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, like, F that. We actually have to put a Jewish journal over every swear word. So it's going to be like, Jewish journal, that. That's <laughs> <laughs> really, I swear to God. I like it. Jewish journal. No, well, you could swear. You uh, could say, fuck, fuck, fuck. No, 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 no. Fuck. No, you can actually swear. Oh, you can? It's okay. Oh, okay. It's okay. Okay, so you came here. Were you buffled and bewildered? <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was baffled. Yes, and bewildered. Were you by Israel? Because I feel oh, like it's well. Check it out. So the story is crazy. Actually, the story's not even over. I get here two weeks later. Two weeks after I get here, that kid is kidnapped in 2014, and then Suke Tan starts. Oh, Operation shit. Protective Edge. The three kids. Sorry, was it three kids? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Three kids. Yeah. So three kids captured two weeks after and yeah. my husband actually is drafted yeah oh my god like he went to gaza for Ooh. like a month when i first came in yeah and so the long distant end the long distance ends and they take him away for a month yeah to a war to a war where and listen you know i'm so naive i i really did have like a very sheltered childhood what i just described to you you know like <laughs> The private school, whatever. Gaza seems better than the Anglican Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, but listen, I still don't understand. I still can't wrap my head around everything that this country is going through. Like, it it still does not process. When he was in there, it did not process. I had his good friends coming to me crying about their boyfriends and what's happening. And I was actually like fine because i didn't understand you know yeah or you didn't want to or maybe i didn't want to yeah no i mean how do you how do you like i don't know it's so i can't imagine coming to a new place and then all of a sudden this person is like you're it's just such a jump that you're like what the fuck just happened here totally and i had never experienced tel aviv that way either i was walking alone on the streets and a siren would go off in tel aviv and i would go into a, a bomb shelter with a bunch of strangers in the basement of their, you know. Yeah. I was building. The, it's funny because I was at that point. It's like different stages of Aliyah. Like when I made Aliyah in the beginning, it was like that. But when you're the time you're describing, I was already at that stage where you've become immune to it. 
And I remember waking up during the sirens and just like turning over and being like, whatever, fuck you guys. Really? Yeah, because you know that nothing's going to hit. That's you don't just plain stupid, man. No, oh, come on. It's not. Nothing. You should have died. You should have died. <laughs> no one died. No one died in Tel Aviv. And there's a reason because like no one actually needs to be. I was working on a, a foreign production that was in Israel. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at everybody and they kind of had your reaction that they were like, oh my God rockets and i was like guys it's not a big deal but then yeah you look at yourself from the outside and you're like okay how how can i be telling people that rockets falling from the sky is not a big deal it's not a big deal it is a big deal man i'm sorry you just i know i know it is a big deal but you get immune to it at some point like i feel like you grow immune to it i don't know so for me i feel like i from the very beginning i just didn't understand I just didn't process. I actually wasn't freaking out about it. I was, I was like, numb. Yeah. I think and then right when away. he came back, did he tell you the the stuff that he did, or you were like, don't tell me anything? Well, he came back, and one of his close comrades in his unit had died. Oh god. And so we like that whole summer was just garbage. Like we after that we went to you know like the funeral and and he was really down the whole summer. It was hot. No and. It's hard. Listen, it's like one of those things that like you really, I can't wrap my head around it. And I had a lot of people on Facebook from Colombia, mm-hmm. a lot of liberal, you know, I'm liberal, by the way. I'm super left. I'm Canadian. Like, of course I'm fucking yeah. liberal. <laughs> but, um, but I had a lot of, you know, how like super liberal people are like very pro-Palestine, pro the underdog, yeah. anti the, what seems to be like the big power holder Israel. And, and I forget where I was going with it. Oh, I just saw like endless, a barrage of comments on Facebook also at the same time of like how, you know, my husband or people like him are like, you know, murdering children. And I had to like delete, like it was just such a nasty time. Yeah. It was crazy. I couldn't, that was nuts. Well, that's one hell of a welcome. Yeah. But after that, you are strong and you can you can handle handle practically anything you know what i still don't think i've processed anything <laughs> <laughs> well just maybe denial, now denial 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 maybe denial, now denial. we change that okay. yeah <laughs> she's gonna just start like breaking down yeah. oh my god guys oh my listen god. not only <laughs> what that have we done to Renny? not only that you guys gave me a beer i like cry so easily when i'm a little tipsy <laughs> okay the goal today is to get ready to cry yeah it's not that hard don't do it no <laughs> okay so so you get here you have this insane experience of like the first the the war in uh, in gaza and and then the war ends you speak you're... hebrew by and... the way sorry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. my hebrew is pretty good no but back it's then. okay i wasn't going anywhere <laughs> no seriously <laughs> i was literally going nowhere yeah, I actually, it's all good i know <laughs> i'm sorry we'll get back to hebrew later go ahead <laughs> no but i wasn't going anywhere what are you putting the spotlight back on me uh, no i'm kidding so the the whole thing washes away and then where do you find yourself like how what do you start doing here what were your did you come here with a plan at all so i had just graduated journalism school but and i went into journalism school being like i'm gonna help the world and like do something socially conscious and like yeah yeah, like make an impact (laughs) and then i ended up covering just like a lot of cultural stories at in in university because or in my in my graduate school because it was 
I'm I'm somebody who like I physically can't bring myself to do things that I don't enjoy. <laughs> like I cannot do it, you know? Like I was just like, "Oh, I should do something, you know, like really important." And then I was just like, "Oh, but the folk music Brook- scene in Brooklyn right now is rad as balls. <laughs> like I'm going to go cover that shit which nobody needs to know about, but let's go talk about it." Um, so you covered the folk scene. So I covered the folk scene in school. So I knew coming here that I was like, I'm not an investigative political reporter, anything serious. And I wanted to do cultural stories, but specifically video ones. And I started doing like my own short docs. Like I did something just like on my own, like for campus for moms. Like, you know, that, uh, it's at Google and it's like, you know, they, they have, um, tech like Uh, startup classes for women during maternity leave Mm -hmm. so just like cool stories like that um but nothing happened came of that because it's impossible to make money off that like yeah i mean talk to this guy come on impossible yeah um and also like especially and it's just so time consuming you know like to do any sort of documentary work and like on a project basis where like you're on a freelance basis where like you don't know, you know, who it's going to, anyway, it wasn't going to work out. Um, and then I didn't want to work in print journalism, probably just because like the gods were telling me that it wasn't for me. Also because it's like, doesn't exist anymore. Right. So you're like, well, that's not an option. No, but there are, for example, like cultural print jobs that I could have gotten at like Haaretz English, you know, mm-hmm. or like, yeah. or like Times of Israel. I don't know. But I. But you don't want to jump into a dying industry. I mean, it's not like it really isn't like. So no, it's... for sure. But so I ended up applying for just like any kind of jobs that seemed cool. Yeah. And I ended up getting a job as a copywriter at Tross Creative House. Mm-hmm. And there I started writing, doing creative stuff for the first time ever. Like I, up until then I had done like research papers and you know, journalism articles. And there I started writing, um, creative scripts for like product videos and crowdfunding videos. Hmm. So like, that was like where I got the opportunity to start being creative. And before this, you hadn't done like videos where you, I don't know, you hadn't done like funny vi- viral videos before. Nothing. Nothing. And it's not because... I was like, I was always silly and outgoing and nuts. Yeah. Um, and I always acted as a kid and I always, and I took acting classes out of college and it was always on my radar, mm-hmm. but it, I was really a coward about it. Like it was never something that I wanted to own up to ever because it's such a ridiculously volatile industry and who wants to throw themselves into being a freaking struggling actress or like, yeah anything like that like oh no, it's scary ah, so i thought you were talking about getting in front of the camera at first but you're that that part didn't frighten you no that also was like a little barrier but it was much it, it was much was, less it was much less it was easier it was more just like getting into this industry that's just... it was it was saying out loud i want to be a talent or i want to be on camera or i want to be an actress that is such an obnoxious statement i find like I I was ashamed of it for a really long yeah. time. Until no, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, and and especially since I was like, I want to do something that'll help the world. I don't want to be another fucking struggling actress. Like enough of this. Yeah. So you you're like, I want to be an actress that makes a difference. No, I wasn't even thinking of it anyway. At what point? No. At what point did you say that to you? Did you say so, something? To, did you actually, or did it just happen upon no, you? No. So basically, um, Tross, my boss at Tross Creative House. 
Trust my boss. Trust my boss. A trust. <laughs> he is one of the greatest people ever. And he used to be an actor. Okay. And so are like half the people that were in my office with me. It was crazy. Like the head of animation was also like stand up comedian, you know, part time. Like same with the other copywriter I worked with. Like if I mentioned these like Asigal and Jonathan Gruper and Yaniv Tross, like these are all people who have performed, you know, in the scene. Mm-hmm. And they and, you know, he just said to me one day, like, I was, we were talking about ideas for one of these pro one of this products, uh, videos, like the things that they could do. And one of the concepts called for like a female lead and they were like going to put the idea to bed. Okay. And I was the one who sold it to them because I was, because they liked the way I did it. Uh huh. I was like, what are you talking about? Don't throw away this awesome idea. This is dope. Like if you do it like this and they were like, okay, it's good if you do it. And then, oh, shit. and then they cast me as the actress in that. And then he basically fired me, like saying, like, you need to go be a star. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, he's the best. He believed in me before I believed in myself. Faux show. Shit. That's, and, that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing that someone pushed you kind of like that and you, you didn't have to take that, you know. Yeah. And it started with voiceover work for him and then it moved to that. It was very gradual. Yeah. And then, um, and then people, my director at Israeliot saw that product video, that specific one, that first one, and called me in and I did the audition and then I got You had that amazing video. I remember one of the biggest videos that went viral here in Israel was the uh, Aleph Bet video. Yeah. Was that, that wasn't for Israeliot. Yes. It was for Israeliot. Yes. It was my third individual one so let's just to understand for our audience what is Israeliot? what is it what's the concept okay about it Israeliot is a collection of girls who are just saying their two cents you know about anything and everything related to it's actually not only like israel related it's i think the reason why it's called Israeliot is because we're all in israel uh-huh. but it's actually kind of hilarious that we're called Israeliot and i'm canadian <laughs> but you're also wait did you make Aliyah? yes now okay. i'm israeli so yeah. you're israeli so you guys just basically talk about whatever anything that that touches on your lives anything we want to that was like the premise when we first came in it was like what do you want to talk about and i was like can i talk about weed <laughs> they were like yes write a script wow <laughs> i'm like meeting adjourned okay <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing uh, and my first video was like about the pot in Israel and like the difference between pot here and in Canada. Like, so, so the I Love Bet wasn't your first video. No, that was after I did one about weed and then one about weddings and then the I Love Bet. And, and then the that Al- one like really. And the I Love Bet blew up. Like it was insane. Pe- what's what's going on in the I Love Bet one? You basically just give different like examples of like she goes through the I Love Bet. In English. In English, A to Z. And then gives like, but hilarious examples of like each Slang letter. Slang words. Yeah. Okay. Like, <clears throat> so A is for achi. Yeah. B is for basa. C is for cornflakes. <laughs> uh, that really threw me when I first came here and everybody was like, Tavieta cornflakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? My, my girlfriend went out the other day and she's like, I bought cornflakes and I opened up the uh, the cabinet and I pull out waffle crisps. I'm like, these aren't fucking cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> these 
these are waffle crisps. She's like, I didn't know you felt so strongly about that. You're dating an Israeli. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, this is so, cornflakes. I'm like, what is cornflakes? It's not her fault. I, I explained this in the video. It's the same way we say uh, Kleenex for all tissues. Yeah. It's that brand becomes the The thing. brand becomes the whole thing. Like yes. Jeep. Exactly. I didn't know that. I thought Jeep was actually a word, but Jeep is like a type of. Anyway, That's right. Jeep is the moving on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it is. Um, okay, and- so so you you got the. I mean, you. It sounds like you almost stumbled. I mean, I feel like you're probably telling it more humbly than it actually happened. Like it sounds like you stumbled into Israeliot. It feels that way. It feels like. Yeah. I am so beyond lucky. My timing was epic like the fact that you know this director was looking to gather all these girls Uh at this time that i had just quit my job and like it was too serendipitous oh wow it was you like a john cusack fan no (laughs) but actually yes (laughs) i love to say anything that's a good one yeah no, um, I had three sisters, so I like have to know what serendipity is. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise, it would not be excusable that I would know that that right thing, right, 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 it's not right. okay. No, but in this reality, you're so insightful. It seems like Thank your you. life here brings so much inspiration for all kinds of things, right? I am a cheater. You want to know why? Why? Because <laughs> I had all those observations up my sleeve already when I came here because of how much time I had spent in my childhood visiting here uh-huh. and because of my Israeli dad. Uh, you know, I spent my whole childhood mocking my Israeli father. For what? For fucking everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like his accent, like down to it, you know, Renes, no, yala, chalas. Did he say thousand? Yeah. Thousand, of, thousand. Of course. Oh my God. My mother, she would, we grew up also. I have an Israeli mother. She would say thousand. We yeah. We would make fun of her nonstop. We're like, Sss. wait, wait. What about the khaki? Khaki. The khaki. We're like, because we thought it was a type of pants. And then she's like, khaki. And we're like, khaki, mm. which sounds like poo, is really the car key for everybody who doesn't know. Ah, he would call it the, he would call it khaki. He's like, Riva, for khaki. Khaki. <laughs> Like, okay. That's funny. And then, but also your life here brought you so many complaints or I don't know how you would define it, but you deal with so many themes, right? So what are the things that that bother you the most or you find yourself dealing with the most? Well, wait, I wouldn't say bother. I really wouldn't. I make fun of Israel with so much love. I love the culture. Like, I hope that comes across. I hope it doesn't seem like I'm shitting all over everything because (laughs) even though I am teasing, it's because like, I just think it's, there's, there's so much to work with and I can't believe nobody has done it yet. Like I'm like, but I feel like you're not, you're not there. You're not a real Israeli yet. Like if you still like you have to, you have to hate on Israel with like a passion. Like you have to really hate Israel to be a real Israeli. I love Israel, you so I'm not a real you, Israeli. You can't, you can't. Yeah, you have to. If you That's is bullshit. that not is it's it's not bullshit. It's bull. Maybe in Tel Aviv, it's it's yeah, which but, is like the only Israeli you want. But become. BB voters, they love it here. <laughs> <laughs> BB voters, yeah. But I feel like even them, they, they, you get what I'm saying. Like even the BB voters, like they, 
they they yeah they love israel but they don't they like hate like they look at you when you come here and they're like what the fuck that's are you right. doing here? that's right i've gotten that way more times than i care to count why do you like, respond i reply to them like listen like it's all easy and well for you to say how much you don't like the place where you grew up or whatever the hell but honestly like Israel really is special. Israel really does have that magic, as cliche as it is, that yeah. that everybody says. Like, <clears throat> all Israelis are so nice. Like, Israelis are so warm and passionate and feeling and excited. And, and real. And real. Oh, yeah. my God. You would never have anybody say or do anything toward you that they don't truly really want to do or say. Like... Mm-hmm. Like everything feels very authentic. I don't know. There's just like no BS ever. Yeah, I agree. But right? I just feel like the Israelis don't feel that way. Israelis feel that like they're, I'm sure I've heard some of my, my friends say like, oh, you know, we're McGill because we are like, we don't have any manners or whatever it is. But I would uh, honestly like I, okay, listen to this. Listen to this. My <laughs> ex, my big ex was Japanese. Mm. Your big ex, like the mythological ex? No, like my big ex. You know how everybody has a big ex, like their ex-boyfriend or girlfriend who was like for years or whatever. So Mm -hmm. mine was Japanese. Okay. And he, you know, and I saw his family, his like ultra Japanese family. And it's just like black and white if you compare that to Israelis. Because it's not that they're cold. It's that when you're withdrawn, like, I don't know, they're, they're withdrawn and... No, Japan is the total it's opposite. It's the total opposite. So... It's like, they're withdrawn. And, and the other thing I wanted to comment... Oh, I forget what I wanted to say. I can, I, can, I can talk to the Japanese thing. I mean, I was in Japan and it is, it's just insane how different it is. I mean, I love it. Japanese culture. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm an but anime... it's literally the I'm opposite. I'm an anime freak, really? by the way. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. fucking obsessed with That's... it. Like but a manga? Like you like the manga books? I haven't really gotten into the manga. I'm mostly just like binging the series like a mad woman. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting off track. The point is, I just really think <laughs> there that... Is put this no on track. track. Put this on track right <laughs> Okay. The point is, I just really think that um, you can't... I can't... You can't even put it into the words. You can't... There's no replacement for the Israeli warmth and directness and uh no bs i just i really appreciate it so you like it here yeah my oh this is what i want to say my ex-boyfriend like would never touch me in public okay like what zero pda not in public also no yeah and (laughs) and then i remember i like found tadar and he was like all over me in public and i was freaking out at first i was like oh my god get your hands off me what the fuck is going on You're like in japan <laughs> this would be so unacceptable yeah <laughs> and and i had to get used to it but it's just it's like you yeah, know no, it's it's it is night and day it's night and it's just warmth versus like you know kind of i really feel like everybody else in this world outside of israelis are like holding themselves back from 100% expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. But the grass, the neighbor's uh, grass is always greener because many Israelis flee from that. They want the coldness. But they always come back. A lot of them come back. Not, not Some. I shouldn't have said do. they always. Okay, two of them have come back. <laughs> I shouldn't have said they always. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they're yeah. like, they're super happy about coming back. <laughs> yeah. No, no. My dad has not come back, for example. Yeah. But... 
like i i i don't know i went like i went to japan and i was and i and i like there were it's just it's so fucking different it's like i don't even know where to begin but like you have like all the lines you have all the line like everybody stands in line they have like a meter in between them and like everybody is like on one side of the escalator if you want to walk fast you go on the other side of the escalator everything is just like there's like 20 trains in like a minute and like they all come right on the second they're supposed to and like it's crazy and when i went there it was like super refreshing and you're like oh my god i could live here forever <laughs> like this is just so nice like i don't have to like elbow people and i don't have to elbow five-year-old girls in the face in order to get on the train wow and what then, a lovely guy you are <laughs> i'm like fuck you <laughs> and then but then like after like two days you're like okay this is this get this gets old like all this order is like is not what life's about like this is and by the way like the japanese are sexual freaks mm-hmm. and it's probably it because up. it's all pent up yeah. exactly yeah. they're just they're like crazy and then they buy a machine and and have sex with have it have sex with it basically. they sell used panties Guys, we could go. We could okay, have a yeah, whole podcast. Yeah. I want to ask you something, why not? <laughs> we could have a whole podcast about like all the crazy shit that's happening in Japan. Let's do show. it. <laughs> so now you're basically famous, at least in Tel Aviv, right? Yeah, one might say. Yeah. How is that? How does that feel? <laughs> How's that go? Oh my god, it's a trip. It's really weird. How so? I every time I leave the house, somebody stops me, which is so weird. Like it's Do people st- still hit on you? No, 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 no. no. It's like common knowledge. Yeah. It's common knowledge. I have a hubby. Okay. But um but it's so it's just bizarre being recognized. And uh I was telling you guys before the podcast started that like I'm really want everybody to like me. I have you know, things I still need to work out with myself. I have my own my own issues where it's like, why do I care so much what everybody thinks? But I'm like really i'm like extra nice to everybody and it like takes so much out of me every time i see people who recognize me that like i've kind of stopped leaving my house like (laughs) you don't want to be nice to everybody because i'm just so tired i'm like because people know me as like the happy nice person and i want to maintain that and then so you can't be rude to anyone and then i put this like self-imposed pressure on myself and then i'm like I'll just stay in tonight. <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. You know? One day. The... You're going to make us cry. <laughs> no. I feel like one day it's like the Japanese culture. One day all that pent up niceness is oh going to like come. Renny's going to come out of her house and just start yelling at people. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm like very emotional and I can definitely be crazy angry and crazy sad. And I'm like a roller coaster. I want to see that, Renny. So did, did you yeah. ever snap on a fan? <laughs> no. Fan. No, 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 no. Never. No. no. So oh. on my husband daily. Okay. Well, <laughs> he's, but he's not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> he's very nice. <laughs> so what's up next? Yeah. Like, what's your dream? Okay. Okay. And stuff. So my current dream is very specific and everybody listening can help me with it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you're very excited. I'm so pumped about this. This is like, ah, on April 19th at Pascula in Tel Aviv, I am going to be performing in a cover band for Tenacious D. What? Yeah. Amazing. We're going to be singing lots of Jack Black. And I'm really fucking excited. And So you sing too? Yeah. 
Awesome. Are you going to sing the tribute song? Because that would be really funny if it's of like a course. tribute song to a tribute. Exactly. So That's exactly what we're doing. So meta. So meta, dude. And we're going to be singing, obviously, like all the best, like Bill's Boss and Kickapoo and just That's everything. Amazing. Everything. I'm so fucking Amazing. Stoked. I have no idea who these people Tenacious are. Tenacious D is the Jack, Jack Black. Jack has Black. A band. Oh, Jack Black. Okay. So anyway, so you asked what my dream is. So you'll be Jack Black. Yeah. Wait, okay. so you, hold on, but I got to get this straight. You, you play an instrument? No, I'm only singing there. Ah, you're singing. You yeah. sing? Yeah. I, I asked that like 10 minutes ago. Really? Less, yeah. less, like a minute I ago. I need another beer. <laughs> <laughs> so? But okay, so the dream saying? is right now okay. is to bring Jack to Israel. Yes. Okay. What? That's ingenious. That is the plan. I Listen, I have invested lots of time and money and energy already into these epic teaser videos for the show. And I made high quality music videos. Okay. And I'm also, we also invested in like an animator to come and make like these amazing animations for like a, an awesome slideshow at the start of the show. And like, I have costumes, I have this, I have that. We're going to put on a fucking show. And I'm also paying good money for videographers to come to the concert itself. And I'm going to freaking edit everything together and I'm going to get it into Jack's hands if it's the last thing that I do on this earth. Wait, so you want him to see the video of this? I need him to see everything. You know, it's your lucky day because he listens to this podcast. Oh my god, actually. you shut your mouth! I wish he's a I fan. <laughs> Holy shit! And uh, wait, wait, I don't want to say you want it, you want Jack Black at this thing. I want Jack Black. No, no, not no, no. Okay, because I was like, that's I'm gonna push this really thing. short notice. No, no, I'm gonna push this thing. Okay, and. I'm going to get as many Tenacious D fans as I can in this concert okay. hall. And I'm going to film that. And it's going to be in the video. I'm going to be like, talk to Jack. And I'm going to be like, look, Jack, look at all your fans. Like, come to Israel, whatever. And then we're going to get the video to him. And then this is what's going to happen, okay? I'm going to uh -huh. break it down all right. right now. Oh, what's going to happen? Okay. <laughs> He's going to come. Yeah. Because of us. Yes. And he's going to perform. Yes. And when he performs on stage, he's going to say, I'm here for one reason and one reason only. And that's because of my epic cover band here. Rennie, the guys, get your asses on stage. You're singing with me. And we're going to go and we're going to sing on stage with Jack Black. And then Jack Black is going to, he's going to come visit Israel all the time. And? And, and we're going to be his best friends here. And, and he's going to. <laughs> and he's going to do a special Two Nice Jewish Boys episode with you and him. Yes. There we go. She's yes. like, yeah, yeah, shut yeah, up. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> whatever you want. Sure, 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 sure. sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. That's amazing. You're visualizing it. I like it. Guys, you don't understand. I've already said this a million times to my band. I'm like, this is not if. This is happening. This is when this happens, we will freak. That's, like, I am. You're, you're, I feel like it's happening. I, I feel like it's already <laughs> happened. Like, it's in the past. Like, you're so passionate about it. And you're like, I feel like Jack Black's been here. It was amazing. Remember that show? <laughs> Oh Jack God. Black was here. Yeah, our best episode ever. <laughs> are you? Are you, awesome. you guys big fans of his too? I mean, I He's like great. Jack Black. I don't yeah. know like all the Tenacious D songs, but I know some. I remember tribute. I know him from from films like School of Rock. Um, no, the High Fidelity. Oh, I think that's great his movie! Performance. Another John Cusack. Yes. <laughs> I, don't um, that, I don't know that John Cusack. So, so it's not in my John Cusack. Wait, library. wait, wait. What about, one one last thing? What about Orange County? What about it? Orange County, the movie. When I haven't he's, seen it. When he's Colin Hanks' drugged brother. 
No. Guys. Oh, my God. We're such a letdown right now. <laughs> She's need, like, wait a second. We're you like, just we don't need know. to go into Jack Black's filmography, filmography yeah. and watch Orange County, but I, don't, I have such a bad memory for movies. God, he's amazing. Now he's School in Jumanji, and he also has a Netflix film about Polka. I saw oh. it. It was amazing. About Polka? Yeah. yeah I it, saw the Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji was also amazing. Jumanji was hilarious. So amazing. So Baskula? Mm-hmm. Uh, April April 19th 19th and that is the dream is to right now to bring okay. Jack to Israel and okay. also you're on social media of course mm-hmm. how do people find you <gasps> you're so cute hey it's Renny H-E-Y-I-T-S R-E-N-N-Y Renny what is it your website oh that's my handle on Instagram and okay. also my uh, Facebook page oh, okay. even though Facebook is dead and like what yeah. is going on and Fuck what the hell Facebook yeah, maybe I should weird, say <laughs> no, because like Facebook. no, because everybody's like fuck Facebook now, you know? Oh, yeah, it's like a thing. Fuck Facebook. So you're man. on Telegram. It's not just me. Fuck okay? Facebook. <laughs> well, now I'm trying to grow my YouTube page. It's okay. like really weak. Renny Grinchpan. Just look for my phone. Guys, Renny Grinchpan in Google, you'll get like thousands of results, and just look through them all day. Spend the awesome. rest of your day. Yeah. So <laughs> no, seriously, guys, check her out. Israeliot also. Yeah. Um, Some of it is in English, so worth checking out. Yeah. Yes, I mean all the ones where I'm alone there, you can understand the whole thing. Yeah, right? I'm sure. Awesome. And before we go, we. Whoa, whoa, what? That's right. The Israeli girls. Ah, that's they actually you can look it up like that in his yeah. in he, okay. English. The Israeli cool. girls. Cool. Okay. And before we go, we have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal. The mm-hmm. Jewish Journal is a source of news um in the United States, based in Los Angeles. They have Jewish news, other news, all kinds of news. Check them out, Jewishjournal.com. And also we take donations to NJB.com slash donate and we also have another podcast about Aliyah and what it's like to become an Israeli, and it's called The Melting Podcast. So listen to it. Listen to it, enjoy, and thrive. I'm going to be listening to it. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, thank Renny. Thank you so much, Renny. Good Thanks, luck. Thanks, guys. So fun. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.